Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to uh, Business. We kick off the afternoon live from our Barangaroo studios with the call 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to two experts. We do it on the 21st of November. Let's get stuck right into it. Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor, Nathan Somersandara from Deep Data Analytics. How are you, gents? Hi, David. A nice lot happening at, at the moment. We were just talking mm. before we came on air about uh, all what's happening in cryptos at the moment. Either of you invested in cryptos? No, um, Koshi, we were just talking about this, and I don't think I've ever seen a more textbook bubble. You know, those of us who have, if you've read any books about, um, about financial bubbles, if you know anything about historic bubbles, you know they have a certain rhythm, and you know there are certain common denominators they all share, and crypto ticked every single one of those boxes. It was the most obvious bubble, and I've, you know, I've said it at this very desk, Yep. It was the most obvious bubble I've ever seen. I'm just surprised it's taken in so many people. I'm not at all surprised to see where it's gone. And I think it's got further to go. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, there are a lot of disciples. Oh, I yeah. know, because they all troll me. Yeah. I'll <laughs> um, you're a dinosaur, Koshi. You don't understand cryptos. It's where the money is. It's a is. great impression of a dinosaur, yeah, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I, the technology is sound. Um, mm. I don't have an issue with that. The model was always going Till to be Till ASX at the technologies. So. Well, the wow. thing is, <laughs> ASX, I actually like the fact that ASX let it, let yeah, it go. Yeah. It's actually okay. doing well. Okay. Um, but in, in theory, the technology is sound. The question is, how does this evolve into what it wants to be? Hmm. I don't think everyone knows. People argue for different reasons at different times, but it's what it is going to be. I think it's, it'll take time for it to work out. I think regulation is almost you know, impossible to ignore. It will oh, come at some has point. To come and the exchanges will have to play ball. Till that happens, it's very hard for anyone to justify or value something because this could be a million dollars, it could be a dollar, I don't know. Yeah. And my view of any kind of um, asset allocation or investments thesis is that you need to be able to judge the risk in the model and how it's gonna perform in certain conditions. Yeah. I have neither in this one. Yeah. So it is one where, sure, it's there, there's plenty of things out there, doesn't mean I want to jump onto it if I can't justify it. So I can't judge it. If I can't judge it, it's too much risk yep. for me. Fair enough. All right, let's get in the stocks. We're going to cover this half hour. Deterra Royalty, Centaurus Metals, Aristocrat, Ordinate, Altium. There we go. So, mm. But stocks of the day, a couple of um, uh, favourites of the panel here, or one member of the panel. <laughs> uh, QBE and IAG, Outward News today. QBE has retained its full year guidance, but says higher than expected uh, catastrophe costs, estimated to total $1.7 billion of introduced some risk, some risk. Uh, meanwhile, IAG is targeting a $400 million raise through the issue of its second capital notes offering. Let's see how the stocks are performing. A uh, bit of a mixed bag there. All right, sure, we'll do them. QBE first up. 
Mason, you've been big on the insurers. Yes. Um, look, it plays... Change to, your mind? Actually, you mm. have to change when the, the data changes. Yeah. Uh, we've been positive on the insurance sector for a while. Yeah. Uh, both of them have outperformed uh, weak markets. We recently just got out of QBE. Um, right. The risk there is, I think we, we're near the, we've reached the peak in the current cycle as far as, I think for me, the US dollar and the bond yields. Um, if it goes any higher, we've got bigger problems to worry about. Right. Um, so in that context, you have to be a bit more careful. Is there, you know, I, I guess disaster risk coming? That's always there. They reinsure. It's a science project at the best of times. It's going to get even yeah. more complicated. Now, I think the bigger risk for me is what's happening in the US dollar. Uh, that is a big move and that tells me people are starting to worry about the uh, recession risk that's coming into the US economy. Yep. So that plays into the currency risk, which kind of was my benefit for QBE, mm. is now turning into a, 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 a negative. negative. So right. in that context, you've got to be careful. So okay. we've taken QBE out. We're still in IAG. Um, I still think that's a, you know, there's not too many turnaround big caps and that's playing out. Premiums are going to rise. Right. Um, and But they'll, you know, it, it's not easy, but I think this is one where the market finds it hard to play and stays out of it. We've had a bit of a bounce back. Um, I think IAG is not cheap anymore, but we're still pretty comfortable it'll hold up. Now QBE for me, with what's happening on the global and the currency play, it's become a bit more negative. So we're more neutral on the sector now. Um, right. And we got- So a hold, hold for IAG, a no for QBE, QBE. at the moment? Go ahead. This is, these are the most important words you can understand in finance. And everyone should be taking notes about what I'm about to say. Very important. No effing idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And if anyone's ever had a look at the accounts <coughs> of those businesses, mm -hmm. the sensible answer is always, I don't know. These are black boxes. Right. Um, they take in money and they invest them somewhere you don't know where at, at um, variable returns with a fixed liability. So you would never be in them? Just because they're too complex. They, they are extremely complex. The, I think when you're buying a stock, there are, two, there are two things you need to do to make money when you're buying a stock. You need a differentiated view and you need to be right. No. Now, an example of that is, you know, I, I was up here saying Magellan was a brilliant buy about a year ago. Yeah. I had a differentiated view of that business, but I was wrong and the stock price got crunched. Opposite is true for coal. Had a differentiated view and was right. Yep. And it's gone up a lot. You know, you need both those things to be, to be working in your favor to make money. There's no point being right about something, but it's a consensus view and everyone knows it. It doesn't help you. Um, how do you come up with a differentiated view on, on QBE or IAG? How do you come up with a thesis? How do you come up with an investment insight? These are incredibly complicated businesses where the variables are hard to understand. They're incredibly well covered, well understood. I think you need to be a subject matter expert. We, we actually made huge losses in QBE about 10 years ago. And the best analyst on our team covered that stock. He didn't just pick it or guess it or chart it, mm. right? He did real work on it, spent yeah. months on this company, delving into everything, built an incredibly detailed model, knew everything about this business and was completely bamboozled by the news that came subsequent to that. <laughs> and I've never okay. forgotten that lesson, that, that smarts can't save you there are just some things that are too hard. I think, I think there are times when these stocks get very cheap. That's right. Um, and there are doubtless times to buy them. I mean, I'll, I'll shout out to Maith. He's actually done well mm. out of these for a number of years, not just once, but for, for a time. So I think there is a way to make money, but I don't, I don't, not not, yeah. not, don't know I how to do it. I think the valuation, <laughs> it, yeah. it, as with anything, like we talk about agriculture stocks or insurance stocks, 
the risk is high because they're cyclical, there are yep. issues that can come up every so often. So you want the discount when you get in to cater for that. And there was that discount probably around a year ago in, in the insurance sector because market did not believe the bond yields will go up. And they invest a fair, fair amount into the fixed income, right? So when yields go up, they tend to do quite well. So that exposure played well. Now we get to that the other side of the cycle. Now you're trying to better gain something going wrong. And this is a sector where even the great Buffett okay. loses money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. Right, I would yeah. just caution that, it, you know, I often am a fan of simplicity and I like simplicity in investing generally. I think here it's easy to be simplistic and it's easy to be wrong when you're simplistic. Like right. I hear too many investors get up and say, oh, it's an exposure to interest rate cycle. Uh, all the uh, the insurance cycle is going to turn like these are complicated cycles mm. when you have a, a whole string of mm. of um, natural disasters it actually you actually end up with with higher um, insurance prices in the, in the subsequent years so it's hard to pick that when you have a long period of low interest rates um, the high interest rates then changes the pricing on the insurance book the two revenue streams of of um, interest rates and insurance pricing they're interlinked and trying to unravel them and think you have an yep. insight into one market or the other is really hard. Okay. All right. Differentiators, just quickly, one to each. Are you still sticking with elders? Oh, yes. Right. Are you still sticking with coal? Yes. Right. Yes. Good. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, now, let's go from yeah. a complex business to yeah. the easiest right. <laughs> business to understand yeah. on the ASX. An excellent. Uh, Ray wants uh, say, mm. Gaurav, please take a look at Deterra Royalties. Um, right, good question because you only look at it for 30 seconds because <laughs> the, uh, the staff are just a whole bunch of accountants that go to the bank and cash the cheque, mining royalties from some of BHP's iron ore leases. If only that were true, Koshi. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a bit more complex than that? No, um, if the staff, is, if all that, all, all that's all they did was that, I would buy this business today. All oh, right. But in, in, I'm afraid you don't have passive um, caches of cheques. You have really ambitious, uh, well-paid staff who want to keep their jobs, and I think I fear they're about to do something stupid. Um, <laughs> so they stuff it up by they using stuff it money up. To do Let's just else. begin to say that this is one of the best businesses on the ASX. If there was one company I could privately own, um, it'd be this, or maybe the Lotteries Corporation, because right. you don't have to do anything. You, you can, you can, I can sit around um, you know, reading books all day and, and collecting my cash. There's no management involved in this. It is a wonderful business. MAC-C, which is the BHP's um, mining, uh, mining area C, uh, the, the, the area that Deterra gets its um, revenue from, that's an integral part of BHP's mining operation. That's, that generates a lot of high-grade um, high ore that BHP uses to blend in the rest of its product. So the entire revenue line of the right. iron ore division depends on successfully mining right. uh, mining area C. So it's really, really important. BHP is the best counterparty. They're never not going to pay their royalty. No. Uh, and the, the asset has a life of, say, 80 years or something, something stupid like that. So you don't have to worry about the resource. It's, it's effective, uh, effectively a perpetuity. It's a brilliant, brilliant business. You've got management who have said on the record they're going to go and buy other royalties. Yeah. This is the best royalty asset in the world. Anything they buy, they're going to make this company yeah. worse. Okay. They're going to stuff it up. Look, uh, I can't buy it. This is a hold. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm annoyed. If management's watching this, just sit down. Don't do anything. Everyone wants a job where you don't have to do anything. This is yeah. your chance, guys. <laughs> just sit down, put your feet up, and collect the dividends. Pay the pay them out. 
you don't have to do anything. Yeah. The less activity you see from management, the better. If they if they buy something, I think you got to. Or sell. shareholders kick up a stink and yeah. say, say to the board, yep. just buy a bunch of accountants in in cardigans who just sit there and bank the check. The problem is, I think someone will take it over if that yeah. happens because it's in. I think it's it's potentially That's still it. undervalued, oh, okay. um, and these royalty companies trade at super high multiples. It deserves to trade at a super high multiple. But the management's going to stuff it up. That's a hold, but um, watch management, capital allocation yeah. decisions. Nathan, uh, are you worried the same? Yeah, it's, it's oh, hard okay. to argue against that point. It, it's one of those problems because it's a yield play, right? You're buying it for the yield. Yep. You're in an environment where rates have gone up, yields have gone up, so the challenge becomes harder. The natural thing is everyone is now trying to say, oh, I need to increase my yield. So either I buy someone or someone buys me. So you're in this race. So the question here is, does the stock do a hell of a lot better? There's not a growth play, it's you're just getting the yield and it'll be a good solid yield. Now, Gaurav's worry is completely logical. Management is going to do something um, and either they are going to force someone to bid on them yeah. or they're gonna go and buy something. Um, so if you're there, it's a hold because some, if someone's looking at them and everyone else has got the same problem, so they are going to look for yeah. loyalty programs to aggregate. Um, so this one becomes a target. If not, they're going to go and buy something to make themselves the bigger player, which is bad news. So you're playing this game of, if someone takes you over, great. If, some, <laughs> if you take something over, oh dear. Right. So it's, that's the risk okay. in the model. So right. for me, if you're there, uh, I think you're there for the right reason, then it's okay, it's a hold. I don't think you're gonna get blown away. If they buy something, run away. Okay. All right, Chris wants a view on Centaurus Metals. One for Gorad, the, the mining maestro. Ooh. Chris, um, Gaurav, wondering wonder what you think of Centaurus Metals, high-grade nickel discovery in Brazil. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, I have to say... Uh, Jaguar, nickel. Yeah, uh, nickel uh, thank you for... project. Thanks for bringing it to my attention, because I'd never heard of this. And as I was coming to it, I saw $400 billion market cap for some random nickel project in South America. Right. And I thought, oh, here we go. Yeah. Far out. It's pretty good. Ah. Yeah, nice, nice looking deposit this. Um, with nickel, it, nickel is complicated. Nickel is not like iron ore or gold or something. There are, there are lots of different kinds of nickel and the, the processing technique you bring to market will really define your profitability. You've got the stuff in Indonesia, which is really low quality rocks. They have to refine them twice. And in fact, if you put those rocks into your electric vehicle, it ends up making the electric vehicle less efficient than a petrol car oh. because the refining process is so arduous oh, and you have to do it twice. But these guys do not have that. These guys have a nice sulfide deposit. The sulfide deposits, um, they often can be deep, but this one is, is, is a bit, bit closer to the surface. Um, and the, the key to these ones is that they release nickel very easily through processing. You, don't, you can use a conventional processing circuit. You don't have to do anything fancy or experimental to get it out. The big bulk of nickel supply today comes from what's known as laterite deposits, where the nickel is embedded chemically mm. in the rock and you need acid leaching um, or some sort of um, uh, a little bacteria leaching. You need a really complicated and novel way. Every deposit needs a unique um, right. processing technique. But here, you've got this lovely looking sulfide. Um, it looks really good. Um, look, it's not, I, I just don't buy unproductive uh, pre-revenue businesses but if you're going to buy a nickel exploration business this looks like a perfectly interesting one to buy um, management has some experience in the area 
This is in the Corajas region of Brazil, which is just, it's the WA of Brazil. Right. It's where okay. all the infrastructure, mm -hmm. the power, the water, the services expertise, everything you need to mine successfully is right there. I have to give respect by it. Like, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. Um, okay. I wouldn't, wouldn't buy it myself. I hasten to add because right. it's too risky for me. I don't have the appetite for it. <coughs> but if speculation is your game, this is smart yeah. speculation. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, I haven't heard of it before. I jumped in, had a look through. Um, Griff's right. It's, it's definitely of certain caliber because <coughs> there's a number of big players into it. So Regal is in there. Oh, bloody. What uh, are they into, those Scrot guys? Scrot is in there. Yeah. Uh, even Hancock um, has a little bit really? right in there. So, ah, as, and a number of brokers cover it. So you're not finding something that's mm. new, let's put it that way. There's a fair amount of the market knows about it and position for it. Um, so I think it's, it's okay. I think the thing about it is when you go into an explorer, I think you're going to, you're going for the spec play. So you, for a spec play, you want to buy something that's barely covered by anyone, barely found by the big fundies. So you've got that surprise factor when they come through. I think this one already is exposed to the market yeah. and people know it. I mean, it's, it's quality. And I think that kind of explains to me why certain people are in decent amount into the into a. a but it's still pretty like small. It yeah, is. I agree. Four hundred is not enormous. It's not two billion, right? This yeah, is yeah, not, uh, um, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. There are some yeah. stocks in the market. Some stocks, I think, yeah. in the market. Yeah. Same stocks. Yeah, they're actually bigger than other guys who actually yeah. produce. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's not that bad. Mm. And given that what's happened in nickel, mm. um, given that you know there's a consolidation, people are taking out. There's not a lot of. Um, great producers, and we know um, physical supply is uh, supply issues. There's actually a limited amount coming out. I think it holds up. Um, I'm I'm sitting there. I would be anything. I'd be careful of. There are some fundies in there. When they leave, they do have a track record of leaving damage behind. Right. Them. Okay. So you've got to be careful. You've got to keep an eye on it. But this is um, yeah. Look, I think it ticks a lot of boxes that big boys think that this is good. And they think there's upside. There's brokers covering it, so you should be okay. able to pull it. So it's got reset. some credibility. It does have Would that. Would you buy? Uh, look, right now we're Speak. not into base metal, right. but this is one. That's I the think time to buy it. We no, I think market metal. is already in. Okay. Market's long base metals, right? Um, but this is definitely one to keep an eye on. And okay. if, if the market gets a bit of a throwaway and this comes back, um, I think you would be looking down to a hold. Yeah, I think it's a hold okay. if you're there. But I think its upside is there. Definitely right. quality. Uh, Sharon wants a view of uh, Aristocrat, the uh, big poker machine manufacturer, online gaming, uh, an update last week, which, Nathan, wasn't that well received, was it? Yeah, look, I, I think it's a great business. It's, it's one where, I think for, I don't know how many years people used to tell me about value trade, sell Aristocrat, buy Ainsworth, mm. that never worked. Mm. Um, Aristocrat's a great business model. It's changed into a more, um, on an income stream model, um, I think it's great. It's, it is to a certain extent linked to consumer spending yep. and how that plays out. Um, and the multiples were pretty high after the bounce. We were in it. Uh, about a month ago, we started to get out of it. Right. Uh, so because where we are in the cycle, US recession risk and all of this plays out, people start worrying about these things. These tend to struggle. Um, but geez, it's a really good business. Um, and it's a high growth business. So the market, it's a crowded trade, everyone's in it. So the risk was if it didn't do too well, it comes off. And I think it's in that phase at the moment. I think it'll struggles with the economy. But when that dust settles, you wanna be going back into it. So 
this is one where I get out when the multiples and the numbers look too expensive. Right. And when the macro turns and the numbers start to look a bit cheaper, you go back into it. So it's, it's one where I like it on the long term, but in the short term, I think it underperforms. Okay. So I know no. if you're in it. If you're in it and you're willing to wait, I think you've got to look at a 12 to 18 month time frame, then you're okay. Right. But if you're thinking shorter term, I think there's more downside risk. Okay. Go ahead. It's a really tricky one. Uh, we don't have a great track record on Aristocrat, I have to say. Um, I don't have any special insight into it either. I will say that the business has changed quite a bit over the last few years, and I suspect a lot of people haven't really thought about that change and the way it changes the nature of the company. So, you know, we went from cabinets, selling individual cabinets, to then taking revenue that the cabinets generated which was actually probably peak aristocrat. Like that was probably the best yeah. business model. And now they've gone off and gone into digital gaming, which I can see the case for. I think there was a strong reason to do it. They've done it sensibly. I don't think they've done it badly, but it does alter the business. It's all of a sudden, I don't really have a grasp of what, we, I don't think we, anyone has a grasp of what this company's really become because we've gone through a really weird sort of three or four years. And I want to see, I don't know what normalized earnings look like for that digital business. Um, you know, I suspect that it, this company may have been over-earning. In fact, the share price is telling you that. The multiple is the cheapest it's been in years. And I think that's the market's way of expressing uncertainty about the margins right. in the digital side. I think that's the right concern. I'm very wary of buying um, a business where your investment case is, it's cheap. Because mm. that's, everyone can see that. You know, yeah. at, the, at the top, I said you need a differentiated view. That's not a differentiated view. Everyone can see it's cheap. I don't have an investment case for this. It so is the, a good quality the, company. The scary part about these things are, yeah. is in a growth stock, it's cheap relative to its history, yeah. but the history is boosted by very yes. low interest rates. That's yes. one problem. Yeah. Two, every, like pretty much everyone well loves loved, it, right? It? Yeah. So the reality is you, it's in an upgrade cycle and it was cheap, right. which means the analysts are too much in love with it. What you want is you want it to be <clears> upgrade cycle and look expensive because it's a cyclical <laughs> and you want it to, because then people yeah. are still upgrading. Yeah. Here, They've upgraded way too much, so right. they're ahead of the game. That's what worries me. My weariness is, I say what you're saying, Matt, I don't disagree, but my, for me, it's, it's less about what other people are thinking about and more the fact that I can't, I can't see normalized earnings to that digital side. I think you want to wait. I'm going to hold on this one for a little while. Right. It's possible we're letting a great opportunity pass because the numbers are quite compelling at this level. But I think this company has changed. I'm not sure which way that change has gone yet. It's too early, too much uncertainty hold for now. Okay. Mm. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Tim wants a uh, few Gaurav on one of your long standing favorite stocks. Uh, we're going to look at two platform stocks. Finish off a half hour, first one, Ordinate. Mm. Yeah, I, I've talked about this um, an awful lot. Uh, what up there with your coal stocks? Yep. Um, you're sticking with coal, you're sticking with this? Yep, I'm, I, I'm going to go buy, actually. Mm. I think, look, it's, it's a bit expensive, um, but for the long-term investor, I th still think what the company's doing makes sense. They're making fantastic progress against their aims. Um, I'm shocked the share price has not fallen more, really. Mm. I expected in this environment to be able to pick up a lot more shares than I have. Have not bought... It is surprising yeah. how, it's, how it's held up. It's held up really well. And I, you know, when we came into this downturn, Ordinate was one of the stocks I had pre-selected as one that I'm going to buy this when it falls. Right. I've been sitting there waiting for it to fall and it just hasn't really. <laughs> so it's been frustrating. But um, I, for the long-term investor, I still think you can buy at these prices and still do perfectly well um, into the future. Everyone knows the investment case. It's, 
it's a monopoly in the making. It's got a long runway. The management knows exactly what they're doing there. Yeah. Um, and they're putting the pieces together to build a formidable business for years and years. Um, yeah, still one of my favorites. Um, I hold it, we hold it in all our funds. Um, it's still still a buy. Mason? Yeah, look, I don't disagree with the model. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the top two, Altium and Ordinate. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the other Altium. way around, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Altium was... Was I think we traded it perfectly for the investment uh, model, yep. uh, portfolio. Ah, but did uh, you buy it back? I, I no. was critical when you sold it. Yeah. That's only a good decision if you buy it back at lower prices, and you never yeah, do. Yeah, I, I don't think... Do. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't disagree on that, but mm. it is a team, so I have to get people in. But I don't think you're getting the discount. I don't think you're getting the discount right now. I no, think it's, it's in that area that's where true. I don't think it's cheap. Um, mm. I think it's slightly expensive because people are going to look at the it recent is. run, yep. but the recent run was zero interest rates. This is the part that people have to think of. You're, we were trying to come up with a single dimensional answer to a multi-dimensional problem. Yep. The interest rates are four or five percent. It was zero. So there's a huge difference. He, he's in been having this argument on Twitter with Stephen Kakoulos yeah, as I, well. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I cannot believe Do you follow them both? No, I uh, you should vote. Stephen yeah. Kakoulos. Oh. Who are the economist who's on Osbiz regularly as well? Uh, mate and him have been, it's been very funny to sit on the sidelines eating your popcorn go, <laughs> go for it, fellas. Anyhow, you use that term look, with him as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's very, I mean, I look, we're, I'm a data guy. I can very easily do a single dimensional answer to just about anything, right? Uh, uh, but the reality is, it is it is good. I think it's one of the best in the in the tech businesses. Yep. Platform play, great. Everything's tick tick. Are you getting the discount? No. I think the multiple is relatively expensive. We knew what it was. Relatively, it is. Make no mistake. Yeah. This is so very you're agreeing with Gorab basically yeah. that he's so, been waiting to buy more when it falls. It hasn't yeah, fallen oh, I think, yet. I think this. But you reckon well. there's another leg down oh, for, for the, sure for I the market. Sure. So that's market, when you load up. Yeah, on it. I think you wait patiently. We got out uh, around ten bucks. Yep. And I'm happy to wait. And I think if this goes lower, and I'm happy to buy it when it goes lower. I'm right. not buying. I, it. I think there's a high chance this goes lower, but I think the risk you run is not being in the stock. The, I'd rather buy, pay more, and be in the stock than not be in the stock. The thing is, the risk return mm. on this one, I don't think stacks up in this right. macro. Mm. Uh, it is awesome business, right? I I do love it. Uh, there's no doubt. I've said it for years, but. There's a risk return. You've said it I, since I told you about it, you mean? That, that is true. <laughs> um, but I'm no, taking that one. I, I've been in it before, but I, I trade it okay. because it's a multiple stock. So yeah. I think the risk return doesn't play for you right now. All right. So the other stock uh, to come up, uh, and we put them together deliberately, Peter wants a view, Nathan, yeah. on your number one platform stock, mm. which is Altium. Uh, software company provides electronic design automation software for engineers to design printed circuit boards, but today it's come out and said it's taking on the tax office mm. uh, as well for uh, mm. $80 million. Yeah. Uh, came up, they owe in tax as a result of a tax audit. So one of the interesting things is- Is that muddy? Yeah, I don't worry about it that too much because okay. everyone, all the techs have a fight with uh, tax office every so often. It's interesting because when Ordinate got 10 bucks, my trade was, sell ordinate by right. Altium because right, right, okay. you get the same okay. schematic with okay. the and Altium ran from I think it was about 27 odd to 37 mm. so it's had a good run right. now again Altium has gone back to that same problem it's not cheap anymore it is expensive it's a bloody good business yep. I love it but 
risk return right now is probably not great. If you bought it cheaper, you have the buffer, you can sit through it. Yeah. But uh, would I chase it right now? I, I struggle with that. I, I wouldn't okay. do it right now. I would wait because I think the market, especially in the growth stocks, have got ahead of themselves. They have to come back and I think that'll right. give you an opportunity. Both of them, Ordinate and um, Altium, for me, roaring buys when they come back and right. I'm keeping an eye on it. So wait for the pullback yeah. and then it's part of your long-term portfolio. Yeah. Gaurab, Altium? Yeah, it's one we own in portfolios. We've recommended it for, for quite some time as well. I don't own it personally. Um, I just, I think, you know, looking at both Ordinate and Altium together, these are both companies that are trying to dominate their respective um, niches and they're trying to dominate it almost to a monopoly position. Now, we, we know the way Ordinate's trying to become a monopoly. It's trying to make the, um, the protocol the standard. Well, it's already made the protocol the standard. I yeah. think it's, almost, it's it yeah. pretty much there. Yeah. Um, what Altium, Altium is trying to do is equally as ambitious, but I would say much more difficult to, to complete because they're trying to bring in um, three different parts of this business, not just the design part, but also the part selection and the manufacture all together on a single platform. A wonderful idea, a fantastic ambition, good execution to date, but it's really hard because those three parts of the industry have been separate for a long time. All existing competitors work on separate platforms. To bring it all onto a single platform is, um, is hard. And I think that they've acknowledged it's harder than they thought. It's probably taking longer than they imagined, but the rewards are enormous. I think we did some work and I reckon it's somewhere around $100 a share. If they if they do what they they wow. say they can do, well, they've had bids um, that are around forty. Well, it's thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but I would heavily discount that for probability reasons. Yeah. So, I think we've got we've got to buy about thirty bucks, and right. thirty bucks round, I'd, I'd probably buy it again. At this price, I'm happy to hold it. But just uh, the the point I really want to hammer home is that what they're trying to do is harder. It's ambitious, but it is harder. It makes more money now than out than ordinate, but. I think the path to monopoly is far more tricky. Right. So it probably shouldn't, you know, I'd just be a bit but more careful about it's it. It's a blue sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just don't know about management. You know, sometimes... No, but trust me. Yeah. Like very rarely, yeah. oh, I'm so skeptical about management yeah, and I, I don't want to meet management. Yeah. I <coughs> met the guy purely accidentally. Yeah, yeah. And, and his first question is, why do quant funds always buy and sell us? And I went, oh, don't worry. You do what you do and they will come back. And uh, he's, he's a very long-term thinker. Yeah, uh, I agree. Understands agree, the model. Yeah. He went from a user perspective That's to right. the model. That's right. Um, it's a great story. And they've taken over. I mean, they yeah. start off as the third-tier yeah. crappy I just, software I just, provider. I find it hard to go against a guy who's yeah. done that and he's, he's done really well. And, you know, there's a part of me, and I hate when I want to do this, but there's a part of me always wants someone like that to succeed. Yeah, Like, he's not out there promoting himself. He's not on Instagram. Not on Instagram. No, <laughs> you, you were going to say that. that. No, 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 no. He's not on Twitter no. you know, having a spat. He just does the work, <coughs> and he's done so well. And I really hope he does so much better. One of my red flags is when management brings up a flywheel or uses a flywheel diagram, I just think that is just so cheesy and I hate it. And he's done it a few times. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, know, I know. <laughs> he's old school. He's old school. <laughs> <laughs> what pushes the buttons of that loss? Blimey. All right, let's recap the first five stocks or first seven, mm. actually, because we had two stocks a day, QBE and IAG. A no from both on QBE. Um, uh, Gaurav a no on IAG, a hold from Maitan Deterra, uh, a hold from both. 
Uh, Centaurus, a speculative buy from Gaurav, a hold from Mathan. Aristocrat, hold from Gaurav, no from Mathan. Ordinate, spec buy, uh, not spec buy, but a buy from, uh, from Gaurav mm. for the long term. Um, Mathan's going to wait for the pullback, as he is on Altium. Uh, Gaurav has a hold on that. Here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction growth fantasy fund picked by the investment committee. Uh, latest episode of the committee meeting, the November meeting up on the platform, osbiz.com. Uh, in that November meeting, Incident Pivot removed, seven group holdings Good added, time. mineral resources trimmed. Why, Nathan? <laughs> that, but put in to increase the, the weighting on JB Hi-Fi and West Farmers. Boo, boo. Um, let's see how the fund's going up 7.5% since the uh, 1st of March. Keep sending the requests in to the call. Of course, that's the first filter up to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while. And although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools. Plus, our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour, Info Media, Atomos, Westpac, Cochlear, and Ansel. Uh, Jimmy wants a view on Info Media. Um, Gaurab, this is a technology business. Used to have a big catalogue for um, uh, mechanic shops and um, car dealers to buy spare parts. They put it online. It's mm. now a SaaS platform. Yeah, and it has. It, it really should be, and I guess it is a really high quality business. Mate, I thought this was under takeover. Is this? Do you know what's happened? Yeah, they, they, they got pulled. They got pulled. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't realise that, but um, my impression was that this was under takeover. I was a bit surprised to see it on the list. Um, I once um, the the, com- the company that um, uh, there was a private equity firm I think was involved with this at one stage, and I met the the analyst who was working at that private equity firm. He was actually the ex-CEO of, um, of Infomedia. And he was telling me about this business and you could just see that this is, there's a really good business in here. Yeah. I don't know, I'm gonna go again. I, I don't know at this stage. Um, it's worrying when a, an acquirer comes in, yeah. takes a good look at your books. Looks under the hood. And so walks away. Yeah. That, that just worries me. Um, that I, I don't, if, if it wasn't for that single piece of information, there's actually a lot to like here. This mm. is actually a really good looking company. I think it's got really strong um, competitive position. They just have to be careful about hiding their margins because you don't want your customers to know. It's, it's a fairly simple problem that they solve really. You know, um, yeah. uh, the manufacturers need, need parts. These guys have a list of the parts. It work, makes sense for everyone to use the same platform and, and hence, which is why they're, they're dominant. But they do make a very high returns, and I think it's it's it, it's hard for them to. I think they've pushed that pricing lever really as far as they can push it. So growth, I think it's it's hard to find growth for this business. The um, the pool takeover is a worry for me. I'm going to go hold. Um, yeah. If not for that, I think I'd be more enthused. Okay. But this is still a, a very poor sign when someone's had a good look under the hood and they've walked away, um, which looks to be a, um, exactly what's happened here. No explanation given. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about that, but hold. Yeah, um, you're right. It's, it is a high quality business model. You would think it would be yeah, doing a lot better. I'm surprised. And, surprised, and yeah. I've been following this for a while, and you know, it, it used to be a market darling mm. in the small cap space. Mm. 
Um, and I remember they lost a key client, I think Jaguar back in the day, and it was a massive earnings haul. Right. Got smashed on the back of that, mm. shows my age. Um, and then they recovered, and then they had management change and got hammered for that as well. I think the founder came back yeah, at some point. So yeah, so it's, it's gone through, it's, you know, it's in a downgrade cycle. Mm. Market has very low trust. Now you've got a takeover walking away. So all of these are, you know, negative, negative, negative. Mm. It's just been smashed. Um, you know, you look at the multiple, it looks huge. Yeah. Uh, it's so ugly that I have, I have to go, <laughs> oh, oh, that okay. is so ugly. This is like a domino. Wow. Yeah, I, I think, look, it's a, it's a good business. It serves a purpose. Mm. My worry is it's probably, a, again, a takeover. The question would be how much are they willing to pay for it? Um, the market at the moment doesn't have any leg to stand on for this stock. Um, and so I think everyone's kind of bored with it. So it's just going to hover till someone looks at it and says, okay, turn around. Um, for me, I think it struggles in this environment. Um, it's, if you're there, you want to hold it because I think there's the, the M&A still plays quite well because right. it can add a lot more value okay. in someone else's it's portfolio rather down than- Down at five-year low levels. Yeah, I know, it's, I know. It's, it's so ugly, but for the quality of the, the, the business that it's trying okay. to address, I think it's worthwhile. There, so might, it's there might be some investors who are listening to us and wondering, oh, you know, they're, they're worried about someone else's opinion on the stock or all that matters is the numbers and the idea. And I used to, I know that because I, that's the way I used to think. And my reply to that is that you're dealing with, in, investing is not about numbers. If yeah. you think investing is about numbers, but get that As concept As the saying goes, librarians would be billionaires. That's right, that's right, yeah. Now, how you use numbers is important. Maith knows all about that. But um, the differentiated insight is very rarely going to come from numbers because numbers are available right. for everyone to see. It's so the these little numbers. things. It's the relative it's a, Yep, okay, I, I accept that. But it's these little um, things that come from experience, you know, like, um, uh, like a buyer coming in and walking away yeah. or, or little things you notice over time. These things are little bits of information you collect like crumbs. And the more you collect, the richer your view becomes. And I think it adds so much more than numbers alone really could add. Um, so, you know, we, we might be sounding pedantic or silly talking yeah. about these things, but there is a, a reason. There's a rationale for yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, our next stock, Sarah Maiton wants a view on Atomos, the uh, uh, technology, mm. video technology you can, um, in cinematography. It's ugly, mate. Yeah. Really ugly. Love it? It, it's, love it? it's an interesting one, again, because I remember when it first came out, mm. one of the main fundies was well, all in. Was yeah, and shocking. they were reverse, reverse broking it to everyone. Yeah. And it was in that thematic at that time actually made sense yeah. and had a great run. Um, and a lot of people started to, and I know right now, Graf's going to lose a little bit of hair that's left on the his head. <laughs> people are comparing this to Coordinate. Coordinate, I got that as well. And yeah, a yeah. lot of people are telling me, I was like, yeah. hmm, uh, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I doubted that then, yeah. and, and that's turned around. And yeah, there's, you know, when I look at Infomedia, classic mm. example of what we've seen, mm. you can see what they do and go, okay, that's a unique model. It's servicing a gap that people need. And I think there will always be a need for that. And I can see how that can fit in. Where what these guys, I know their product range and what they were offering, there's a lot of competitors offering different kind of products with similar kind of play. 
and there's competition's going to be. I know. A dollar seventy six to eleven cents in a year. That's extraordinary. And isn't it? It, wow. it is. It is extraordinary. And and yeah. that's. It was falling that's, out with the founder at one stage. Yeah. And the board. And the yeah. thing is, there's still a fair amount of big boys in it. Yeah. Uh, and so, sure, there might be a pump coming. There might be a bit of. Uh, positivity coming maybe a takeover from someone with a bigger play but yeah it's hard if you've been yeah. there geez yep. you just yeah. hold on right? <laughs> if you've been there i'm sorry been there and but took you, a tax you hold on and you hope that someone takes it over yeah uh, but fresh money no okay i agree really hard i had the same pitch so because mm. we've been positive on audit for some such a long time i think someone someone used that same line on me as well that you should take a look at Atomos because it's just a video version of Ordinate. Mm. And I think that completely misunderstands what Ordinate is. Yeah. Um, and, but, but there is a good product underlying all of it this. It is, it is. Um, it's it's a video box. editing software, um, hardware, and there, there's a bit of software now in there as well. Um, they've also got, uh, unusually, they have a video, um, what do you call it? It's, it's not a protocol, but it's a, it's a little, uh, it's, it's this, this video thing called RAW. Um, I'm, I'm clearly not a software it's a, guy. No, no, it's a, but it's a black box that can turn your iPhone video into, into a, cinema into graphic types. And apparently it's really good. So that yeah, they, yeah. they've made great inroads into that um, uh, influencer, social mm, media, yeah. um, mm. sort of private Definitely. user. They haven't made inroads into the professional user where they can sell more expensive kit. And they have a lot of products and they're just not selling as they actually did those things like i thought oh that's going to be tough but they did that yeah they got the offering out but it's the the market wasn't as sticky as you would get in a mature right. market like ordinate where you got uh, high-end well uh, there's no there's no network yeah, effects it's um, exactly. and there's no never going to be a monopoly but um, it does actually have a software that locks into apple which is really unusual because mm. apple does not accept external no. standards but they, they do share their standards with, with um, Atomos. So I think that's, that, that's a, a great source of value. But just coming back to our, the point we are making um, previously, that you know, when you see a board stoush, it's mm. got to be a very compelling idea to go in when you see yeah. all the stuff you've mentioned, Koshi, the, yeah. the, the, the CEO stoush, the board stoush. Are you surprised it hasn't been taken over by someone? Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm, I'm yeah. just... Like I mean, there's a good product there. I don't know. It, yeah. They got enough product range, yeah. Yeah. and it's an interesting enough yeah. that someone with other offerings mm. can package that within. And you them. wouldn't think it would get any cheaper. Exactly. That's right. So if you that's could what, have a few, that's what I'm, I'm confused with. Because I thought this would be taken mm. out by now, and given that there's some big players in there, they would yeah. they would have mm. privatized it. Throwing it yeah. out there for mm. a few people to look at, especially someone private who's building up a business wants to scale. Mm. This yeah. would be a nice thing into their. And okay. it's interesting that it hasn't. I, I don't know why. And that kind of makes me worry. Yeah. 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 All right. No, I agree. No for me. Uh, next talk, uh, we, Charlie wants a view on Westpac. Uh, Gaurav, the big banks have done pretty well the last couple of months. They certainly have, haven't they? Yeah. And that's in the face of a lot of consensus, myself included, who expected um, worse outcomes. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know that the, the interest margins go up when interest rates go up. Everyone knows that. But... The, um, I expected more um, uh, more losses to be mm. to be recognised, uh, and that doesn't seem to be coming through. In fact, none of the cyclicality you associate with high interest rates are being recognised, pretty much anywhere in the economy at the moment. Yeah. And um, I don't know whether that's because it's things aren't as bad as, as we might think, or whether it's because things are delayed. Well, they have the, I keep looking at these pages in their updates, Commonwealth Bank and Westpac, which yeah. is uh, showing arrears. Are still 
trending down. Yep. Yep. Um, and write-offs are trending down as well. Yep. But we're going to have this revert cliff of, they reckon, March, April, That's May. Right. That's right. And people coming off their fixed rate loans, but apparently, which could change all that. But the banks are also telling us that um, most, and by most, it's something like 60% of, of mortgage holders are way ahead on their repayments. Mm. So they've got yeah. a really big buffer built in. Look, um, growth is going to be hard to come by. They've actually done really well to fight off. You know, I expected more um, disruptions to affect the big banks, and they just haven't. All these payments disruptions and new software and, and new business lending disruptors, they haven't really altered the banks in the way I thought they would. So they've actually been much more robust than I expected. It doesn't feel like the right time in the cycle to go in and buy mm. a bank. But look, they've held up much better than I would have thought. And look if at you're that a, chart. So had a great run. I've had a good run. Had if you're a, a really retiree who can utilize the franking credits and just wants to collect your dividend, I still think there's a case for, for holding on to this. So a hold. A hold. But there are so there are interesting ideas popping up now. I can think of a better use of capital than this. Mm. Yeah, it comes down to what you're buying it for. I, I think the banks, the relative multiple of the banks are quite expensive. Uh, on compared to other sectors like resources compared or to internationally too. yeah in, international as well and a lot of the other um, <coughs> countries I mean the thing that we can see clearly is inflation has obviously gone up quite a bit um, and the world has been wrong about that especially the central banks mm. yeah. now the consumers have actually bet that central banks will roll over and cut rates so they're just borrowing more money globally they're just borrowing more and more money and adding to the mm. debt at a time when interest rates are going up with the view that at some point they're going to roll over and yep. we'd be okay. So the question is, it's like playing chicken with a semi-trailer. Rates are going up and you're just adding more and more debt. Now, everyone is assuming the Fed is going to roll over. That's the consensus belief. They're going to roll over. If they don't, well, the semi-trailer is going to hit you mm. and you're a chicken. This is not going to work out well. So this is the risk return that's playing in yep. the banks. That's the, you know, our banks still get a decent chunk of their funding from the global markets and the Fed sets it. So the costs are going up. Now the question is, uh, if, if you're looking at earnings next year, the banks will have a real problem. Now they've written down their bad debt provision quite a bit. That's their mm. automatic upgrade cycle. Now what they do is when it goes, when things go bad, then they do a massive okay. expansion on the bad So you'd debt be provision. selling at these levels? I'd be selling. The, right. the, the biggest guy is CBA. Yep. People buy and pay a premium for it. Mm. and CBA has been a sell every time it goes over $105 in the last 18 months. Now, forget the last year. Previous to that, we had an RBA telling you no rate hikes till 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And CBA, that's as high as it got. And it gets the premium multiple for the premium model. It's the best of the best, according to the market. So if that can't hold to, you know, over that level, when that's the outlook, when the RBA is pumping you like <coughs> there's no tomorrow, now you're on the other side of the cycle where you're worried about slowdown, you're worried about recession, you're worried about <coughs> higher rates from the Fed. I don't think it holds. So yep. look, I think if you're going to hold something, you hold CBA. Don't ask me why, because everyone does, yeah. and it's an index play. <laughs> uh, but the so other, three, other three are, are dangerous. So I'd be getting rid of the other three. Okay. All three of them? Yeah, all I'd right. be selling out of all three. Okay. Stephen Montevieu, Nathan on Cochlear, the big health tech yeah, Bionic look, I guess all the healthcare stocks have held up relatively well mm -hmm. with the currency play. That's And look, these are high quality businesses um, and they tend to be a bit more, um, how do I say, non-correlated to economic growth. So they tend to hold up better um, and weaker Aussie dollar helps them. 
So all of those are ticks. Um, Cochlear is a great business. Every time it gets hammered, you want to buy it. But I think where people get it wrong, and if you're looking at the positive and the negative, where they get it wrong is they think that he, they can service everyone. They can't. The cost of cochlear implants is quite high. So that kind of reduces the uh, growth outlook. But look, it's a really good business. Australia has a history of building great healthcare businesses, and this is one of them. And mm -hmm. I, I don't have a problem buying it on the pullback. We, at the moment, for most of the models, we've kind of stayed with CSL at the right. moment. And yeah, I, if, if the market gets hammered, oh, I'm happy to buy Cochlear and Resmet on the pullback. I'm not buying it right now. Um, it's probably a hold. Um, if you're in it, I, I don't think you're going to get hurt too much and you can ride it through because this will be on the other side. Um, but fresh money, I'm not putting it into Cochlear. Yeah. It's awfully expensive, isn't it? Mm. I know you could say that a lot about Cochlear, but yeah. Um, the growth here is is difficult. I think it's hard to anticipate. Nathan's point about the, the the TAM, let's call it, is is important. You know, I, I think there's this belief that you can continue with double digit growth for a very long time. I'm not sure how sustainable that is. One thing I've noticed about Cochlear is that there's an, there's a business in there known as a segment in there they call services, which is really their um, when they upgrade or when they do um, uh, maintenance and repairs that sort of thing. That used to be 8% of revenue, and it's now 30% of revenue. So they've clearly, um, they, and that's a really high margin part of the business as well. So they're growing that much faster and much more successfully than I would have imagined. I don't think anyone really had that as, as one of the investment okay. cases, that the, you know, the, the sort of services revenue would be growing a long way. So that surprised me. I, I think that shows that management's um, on the ball, and there are ways for this business probably to grow that aren't entirely obvious. That's one of the reasons, well, it's probably the, the, the main reason I'd keep it as a hold. Right. Otherwise, um, look, I know it's a very high quality business, but the lesson we've learned over the last 10 years, I think has been the wrong lesson. This, this, this idea that you just buy and never sell, you know, this started with Amazon and Facebook, and I, I think it's been the wrong lesson. It's certainly mm. one that I've, okay. I've gotten wrong. I, that, that's been my belief over the last few years, and something I've pivoted on and changed. I think you got to take profits on, on your on your ideas. So you've got to be more active. You've got to be more market. active. Occasionally, I'm not I'm not saying you've got to trade, um, but you do have to. When things look expensive, um, especially unless they're that it's that very top tier of business, you you got to take profits. And I'm not sure I'd actually put cochlear in that very top tier. Top tier. Okay. Um, and so for for me, I, I I guess this is a hold, but. Okay. There are, I'd reiterate, there are really interesting ideas um, that are, are just coming to the surface now. And, and I think um, there's probably going to be more. So I'd use right. this as a potential funding source. Okay. Jeremy wants to mm. know, is Ansel in your top tier? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do think it's a good quality business. Yep. And, and I don't think it gets credit as a decent quality business. And if you look at the share price over the last year or so, it looks like a disaster. But um, we actually um, hold this and um, we bought it. Um, I think we're, we've made money on this one, I think. Uh, just though. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but um, it is actually um, a, a decent quality business. So of course, Ansel is well known for, for rubber gloves. Um, what, what's probably less well known is that they're number one or two in pretty much every category they're in. And they're moving towards a more premium specialized industrial gloves. Um, so one of the things that one of the reasons the share price has been hammered is because the price of their gloves has fallen because during COVID there was just a influx of supply, probably yep. an oversupply of gloves at the moment, 
and Ansel's been really good at moving um, uh, its customers from sort of cheapish gloves onto more premium gloves. Okay. And it's really encouraging that despite falling prices, more competition, um, they're actually holding on to market share. Mm. So I actually think what you're seeing now is a bit of just a, a cyclical um, downturn. And I don't think um, these lower margins are going to last. I think it's just a hold for now where there was an opportunity to buy early and we did. Um, but it's a, it's a better quality business than what you think. Okay. Fantastically managed, hard business to manage, yeah. um, but hold. Yeah, look, I, I like it. Uh, I think it's a, it's a really interesting business. It's not, it's not CSL, but not many mm. things are CSL. Not many things are. Uh, and, but Ansel is a very good business model. Uh, I think you know, there's not too many that are pulled back below pre-pandemic high. Mm. Yeah. And this has come back. I mean, for obvious reason, um, it's basically a health and safety play. It tends to trade with the PMI cycle, how the manufacturing plays, yeah. Yeah. and the PMI cycle on a global basis has actually gone yeah. into contraction. Yep. So for obvious reasons, Ansel has come back on that. And I think your point is correct in the context that despite a lot of supply, despite the weakness, <coughs> Ansel actually has bottomed out and started to recover. And it's starting to put up better numbers. So we like it. It's turned around. I think mm. it's a turnaround cycle. It's actually cheap. Yeah, because it is, isn't it? the the and it's we're talking about it's trading below pre-pandemic and everything else yeah. went to the moon and back, right? Mm. And it's now on the turnaround and the multiples are cheap because the analysts don't believe it. Mm. I love that. Mm. I yeah. love the fact yeah. that the analysts don't believe it because as more analysts start to believe the potential upside in the business model, there's upgrade cycles. Okay. When analysts fall in love and put massive expectations, then the only thing you've so got you're is a buy. I'm a buyer here. I think okay. this is an, uh, it's a good enough business and it's turned around and it's starting to look better. All right. That's a good thing to end on. Mm. Uh, thank you for that, Jeremy. Let's recap the final five stocks. Infomedia is a hold from both Maitland and Gaurav. Adamos, a no from both. Um, Westpac, a hold from, um, from Gaurav, a sell from Maitland. Cochlear, a hold from both. And Ansel, a hold from Gaurav. And a buy from Maitland. Grab Sodi from uh, Intelligent Investor. Good to see you, sir. Thanks, Koshi. Enjoy the rest of the week. Nathan, same to you. Nice Enjoy to you. Uh, coming up on the small caps, Ron Shamgar walks us through three small caps that have upcoming AGM updates. And don't forget, if you want any stocks for us to cover here on the call, for me to put to our expert panel, put them in an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. All the stocks in the calls, fantasy portfolio, osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. After the break, small caps, stick around. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.